There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. How's it going, Seattle? I'm Nico Tamuri and sports director at Como News, and you are now taking a listen to the Como Sports End Zone. We very much appreciate you giving us some of your time on this day, and I imagine... You're happy to do that because it is obviously, quite frankly, always so much easier to talk about the Seahawks after a win. And there's so much to break into this one. And I can go over the stats. We can talk about Geno Smith's numbers. 11 touchdowns, 3 interceptions all season still, by the way. But what I want to talk about with this is just how special this team is. What makes them special? And why you're going to see them around this winter in the playoffs. Maybe even a deep run in the playoffs. If you heard me say that in the summer, you'd say take the rose-colored or maybe action green-colored glasses off. Maybe you'd say you're being a homer, and that's okay with me. I, and, I'll, and I'll give you full disclosure on this. I thought if you asked me, and I said this on the air many times, I can back it up, that I said this team, the Seattle Seahawks in 2022 slash very early 23, would win somewhere between seven and nine games. Okay? That was my prediction. And with that, I said they're going to hang around in the playoff race until the very last minute. I wouldn't, if, I wouldn't commit to saying they'd make it. And, that, and mind you, that was still a heck of a lot better than so many people, so-called experts, were saying. Yes, fans were saying playoffs. You're supposed to. You're a fan. Short for fanatic. And we love that about you. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that the Hawks are 5-3, first place still in the NFC West. That is the third straight week coming up now that they can say that, at least in a tie. But the last two, of course, they've had it all on their own, which is simply amazing. It's just so impressive. Pete Carroll, he said something really awesome about... How so many people said, oh, the game has passed him by, and this, that, and the other thing. Well, guess what? His team is sitting here 5-3. and three. Oh, Pete runs the ball too much. I, I, this was like, you know, cocky Pete Carroll, when I, and I was here for all of it. It's fantastic. I think, the, I think that this is such a special year. And again, I'll get back to this team being special for a minute, but I want to talk about Pete while we're on this subject. This is such a special year for Pete Carroll. And I, you already know why. Back in March, we all knew, we all knew it, that the trade of Russell Wilson would be judged on Pete Carroll and John Schneider, and of course Russell as well, on how each side did after. Now, in the initial moments of it, I was like, boy, oh boy, giving up a franchise quarterback, you'd like to see this team get more. But then after, well, that's a lot of draft picks. Well, Russell wasn't the same the last, maybe, four years, maybe longer, right? But the fact that the Seahawks have so immediately turned this into the most epic W of trades ever, maybe not ever, but pretty close, right, is a testament to Pete Carroll and his football mind. And you got to give confidence to John Schneider as well. This was something that 
you may have thought they'd win the trade. A lot of people thought that. Myself included, after the initial shock of it. You may have thought, like I did, they would contend for a playoff spot. But nobody saw it going exactly this way. With Geno Smith being a freaking MVP candidate? How amazing is that? And it was Pete Carroll that way back in in the spring and summer said he was confident in Geno Smith's ability to lead this offense. And look, don't question the man. He's seen a lot of football. And that's the problem with a lot of the NFL and not just, you know, a fan opinion by some guy with eight followers on Twitter. <laughs> but even with the national, you know, big time profiles out there, you know, they see a little snippet of each team and they see a little bit because they have to cover 32 of them, right? And in this world where you have to have everything immediately out there on social media and you got to have the hot take, it was easy to pile up on the Hawks. Well, who's laughing now? Gino hasn't written back yet, baby. And it's so cool to see all these little redemption stories in there. To wrap up the point about Pete Carroll, you're darn right it's a redemption story for Pete Carroll. Because this team didn't make the playoffs, and because so many people, as Gino so eloquently put it, wrote this team off after that trade. They wrote Gino off too, of course. Pete has the initial redemption in this, no doubt about it. His team's 5-3, and three, and this could go haywire, right? There's still nine games left. We don't want to think about that. But in this moment, it's really, really cool to see. And I think that this win over a Giants team that was 6-2, and two, or was 6-1, and one, now 6-2, and two, only reason they weren't in first place is because the Eagles are undefeated. I mean, this was the one that was supposed to, again, according to those national experts... Um, you know, really was going to be the one where the Hawks came back to earth. And, well, you know what? They're still flying high right now. You're 5-3. and three. You have a rematch with Arizona, who you already beat in 19-9. Now you go down to the desert. After that is Tampa Bay in Germany, of course. If you win those two games and you're 7-3 and three after 10 games, my goodness. Like, this place will be almost like September with the Mariners again. I mean, and it's not because it's different, obviously. The Mariners, of course, you know, had the 20-year drought and had all the, the, the history-breaking things in there. But the excitement would be similar because, again, it was so widely unexpected that the Hawks could do something this special right away. You know, at one point you could say, could you imagine if the Hawks made the playoffs and then the Broncos draft pick acquired in the Russell Wilson trade ended up being so high. Now it doesn't seem that far off. It really doesn't. You know, your Broncos are three and five. You know, realistically, they'll probably play a little bit better, but playoffs seem far-fetched for them. And the Seahawks, odds favor them making the playoffs at the minute. You could have a team that traded away a franchise quarterback, got a boatload of draft picks, and 2022 turned all of those draft picks from the first five rounds into starters, which is absolutely insane. And you could turn that into a playoff team immediately. And then, oh, by the way, still get, still get (laughs) another team's first and second round pick, which appear to be pretty darn high next season. I mean, this is just something that you don't see. We could gush about this forever and ever. And I just love every part of it. 
the redemption, though, is the best part. We just talked about it with Pete. How about Geno Smith? His revenge tour continues. <laughs> it's just amazing. Was back up on the Chargers. Beat them last week. Right? Back up on the Giants. And a lot of New York fans weren't, you know, fans of Geno because he was the guy that broke up and ended Eli Manning's starter streak. Well, he beat them. Last on his list will be New Year's Day when the Jets come to town, but that'll be another talk for another day. I think that his story is simply remarkable. The fact that we can sit here right now and say that Geno Smith is a legitimate MVP candidate, and if you don't think he is, he should be. 11 touchdowns, three picks like we said. Just so efficient, so cool, so confident back there. I mean, watching him play is just a thing of beauty. And if you asked me, if I said that in June, you would have called me crazy, and that's okay. It would have been fine. The notion that, you know, I heard the uh, Fox, I believe it was the postgame or the halftime show, um, but so many of the analysts on there, it was Jimmy Johnson, Terry Bradshaw, Michael Strahan, who you can watch on Como and Good Morning America, by the way. <laughs> um, but they were saying that this is proof that the NFL gives up on quarterbacks too quickly. Now, I certainly think Geno's an outlier story. Here's a guy that, you know, was thrown into the fire when he was 22 years old, right? Right? 23 years old. And was on a team that wasn't very good. And had some maturing to do, no question. Gina will be the first to admit that. And he was written off. And again, we always hear, we hear that joke. I bought that shirt from Simply Seattle, by the way. I thought that was so cool. Um, but, you know, you're talking about a guy that was written off because of the performances he had when he was 20-something years old. And he sat there. He fought for eight years. He fought like heck for eight years just for this chance. And he got it. And he's absolutely making the most of it. And he's making the most of it, not just for himself, but for all of you that are Hawks fans. Because this is just something that, it might be one of the best stories we've seen in the NFL in years. The fact that you have this team full of redemption. Pete Carroll's was the immediate payoff. Chino had to play the long game, and a really long game. But the fact that he hung around that long... And he was backing up some of the most durable quarterbacks, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, and then Russell. And he just waited and got better and learned from all three of those guys and now became his own quarterback. Geno at 32 is the guy that everybody thought they were getting 10 years ago. They just didn't have the patience to wait for it. I mean, reality, he was only a starting quarterback for about two seasons. That young on a not very good Jets team. And from there on out, he was a full-time backup. And it was Pete Carroll, the guy who loves to look for a second chance, because he's had them. You know, it's it's our it's he you know he was with the Jets and Patriots years and years and years ago. Of course, he's obviously more than you know had the time to to revel in his own redemption story. But I love that he's had it again, kind of so to speak, uh, in the last seven months or so. And if redemption's the story with this team. You had a little bit of it within one game. Now, it's hard to think of redemption with Tyler Lockett, right? Because the guy's always so damn good. But I think that when you watch this game, Lockett, you know, had the fumble inside the five, his own five-yard line. Giants capitalized, scored their only touchdown of the day. Okay. So uncharacteristic, right? Like, everybody's going to give Tyler a pass on that because 
of how good he is day in and day out and how much of a leader he is for this team. And then he does another uncharacteristic play. He drops what should have been a relatively easy uh, touchdown pass and catch. Hit him right in the face mask, off his hands, incomplete. I mean, these are things you just never see from this guy. But here comes the redemption. Fourth quarter, tie game at 13. Geno airs it out 33 yards later. Tyler Lockett has the touchdown. The go-ahead touchdown, what ends up being your game-winning touchdown because the Giants never scored again, and then Kenneth Walker got that nice nifty touchdown run about 16 yards out to put this game on ice. I mean, is that not a, like a, such a symmetrical, beautiful thing? You've got this team full of comeback stories, this team that's really inspiring. And then within the game, you get a guy that, you know, maybe has never a redemption arc over years because he's just always been good for the Hawks. But he gets that comeback story in this one game. I, I just think that's phenomenal. If you don't like this team, like, you don't have heart. You, I mean, you know, I just don't understand how you cannot enjoy this team and this comeback. I mean, obviously, that goes without saying if you're in Seattle, right? But if you're a fan elsewhere... How do you not love this underdog story? You know, the difference is, of course, the Hawks never saw themselves at underdogs, as underdogs. Pete Carroll was content to ride with Drew or Gino, and obviously Gino. It worked out pretty well, you know, since March. And it was everybody else, the fans, the media, even myself, wondering, you know, okay, uh, well, they're going to trade for somebody with these draft picks. Well, they're, they're going to draft somebody. And then it's like Malik Willis falls down the draft board. Why aren't they picking this guy? Why aren't they picking this guy? Why aren't they picking this guy? Because Pete Carroll knows a darn thing or two about football. And I think that there's been a lot of questions about Pete. A lot of them have been tweeted at me in the last, you know, maybe 15 months or so. But there shouldn't be any more. I mean, the guy is just a wizard out there. Every button he's pushing this season works. And this isn't some aberration. We've seen it before. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Was it really as simple as getting rid of the franchise quarterback? Was it really as simple? Did Russell change so much of a quarterback that in order for the Hawks to be successful again, they would have to move on from him? I think yes. I, I certainly didn't think that was the case the last few months, but I think that how can you deny that now? How can you deny that? And then hindsight is twenty twenty on this, folks, because now you can look back. And all those things that all of you, so many of you have, have expressed on social media as well, all those things you've noticed about Russell, well, he doesn't scramble like he used to. Well, he's very reliant on the home run ball, and when he connects, it's big, but when he doesn't, eh. ask Denver how that's going. But whatever it was, it wasn't the way Pete Carroll wants to win, which is to run and stop the run, which is to control the game, control the clock. And, you know, it's not all running. I mean, you know, Geno Smith threw 34 passes today, 212 yards, two touchdowns. 
but you know, he threw the ball to 10 different receivers. I think nine are listed in the box score. I thought it was 10, but it was nine or 10. I mean, this is just an equal opportunity offense now. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's Geno Smith passing and using his legs. It's Kenneth Walker. What a story he's been with that second-round pick. You know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf get the headlines, rightfully so, at receiver. But Marquise Goodwin's been huge. All three tight ends have been huge. You know, there's the tight end stats don't jump off the table at you, but they made five catches today. Caught all their targets. And so, this offense has changed dramatically. What changed? Shane Waldron's still here. I mean, Kenneth Walker emerges, but you could make the argument that when Chris Carson or Rashad Penny's healthy, they were doing similar things, at least in the numbers and the production. That's fair. The only thing that has truly changed is the quarterback spot and the way that quarterback spot's being managed. And it's Geno Smith. And so I think that it's amazing. And that's, but it's the simple reason why this team is doing better. Okay. Obviously, the defense has been much improved. You know, nine points to the Cardinals, 13 to the Giants. Um, you know, and, and when I say 13 to the Giants, I mean, yeah, they gave up the touchdown to Barkley, but that was because Lockett did that uncharacteristic fumble inside the five-yard line. You know, it's just, it's something that, um, boy, everything's clicking right now, but I think it starts with that offense. You know, right now at ComoNews.com, and that may be where you've even uh, found this podcast, and if that's where you did, welcome. We'll do it every week. Um, You know, we talk about the Tyler Lockett rebound. We talk about, in that, how Pete Carroll says, And we quote, Tyler is the best receiver I've ever been around. I've never seen anybody do all the things so consistently for such a long time. That's saying a lot. This guy's seen some players, right? I think that is so, so impressive. And equally impressive in this game that we talk about in that story is how Saquon Barkley led the league in rushing. This season, he has been hands down the best back in football. The Hawks held him to 53 yards, 2.7 yards per carry. The one touchdown, meh. Like I said, it was like a two-yarder because of that fumble. 20 carries for 50 yard, 53 yards for Saquon Barkley. That's staggering. And, and I, I don't like to read a bunch of stats because you guys can look these up on your own. But I want to read for you what he had done previously. 24 for 110 against Jacksonville. 22 for 83 in the win over Baltimore. 13 for 70, so maybe only 17 more yards, but he did it in seven less carries. And then he just ate the Bears alive, 31 carries, 446 yards. Boy, oh boy. I'll say this, too. You know, I think that the defense really got that wake-up call, not just in the 49ers loss, but in that Detroit game where they gave up 45 points, in the New Orleans game, you remember they gave up, 39 points in that one. Even the Falcons giving up 27 in that one as well. But the Saints won because they gave up 39 and Taysom Hill just ate them alive. And so how do you bounce back from that? Well, you only give up nine to the Cardinals. And then you beat the Chargers. And then you beat the Giants. And it's just, boy, oh boy. It's uh, it's an impressive turnaround. 
redemption, the story of this one. Redemption from the defense within this one season, right? Giving up those big point totals. Being, you know, in, in a lot of views, maybe rightfully so, the reason this team lost. Tyler Lockett redemption within the one game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is, it is just beyond unbelievable. And then, of course, Geno Smith over the long haul. Pete Carroll since the trade. And how, you know what? Let's talk about Bruce Irvin. I mean, a, a legend in this town. He comes back, signed to the practice squad, and is just and is making plays like he never left. Bruce Irvin said something really, really special in this game. And, I, and it was one of my favorite quotes to come out of this game. It was really cool to see because... He said, quote, we are starting to get that feeling. We are starting to get that 2012, 2013, 2014 feeling. Guys are confident, and we went out here and did what we said we were going to do. We said we were going to stop the run, and we were going to give our offense a chance, and that's exactly what we did. That was Bruce Irvin. How do you not love this team? How do you not love this freaking team, man? Underdogs overcoming the odds. Rookies getting better and better every week, making key plays. Boy, Mafe had a big one today. Kenneth Walker. Abe Lucas got a great pro football focus grade today. The fact that in one draft, because of that Russell trade, the Hawks completely set their future up. With six starters taken in the first five rounds of this thing. I mean, you got to be kidding me. That is amazing. Amazing. The fact that in November we're still talking about a first-place team. I think we will be in January as well. A team that's in first place or right there playing for first place. A team that's in that playoff hunt. No question about it. That hasn't changed. But I think you got to be really silly to think this team won't be doing that for a long time to call. It's just... It's so fun to watch. I want to read off a stat for you. Um, this is really fun to see. The site 538, you probably know him for the election stuff. Because the Hawks won today, go to 5-3, and three, they now have a 62% chance to make the playoffs. 62%. 35% chance to win the division. They still give that nod to the Niners. And then, and you know, you make sense. The Niners, you know, certainly, uh, you know, obviously beat the Hawks. Okay, we get it. But those odds will exponentially go up with every win. They even have a 1% chance to win the Super Bowl. How about that? Go put your bets now. Hey, did you bet when the uh, Hawks were given that 5.5 point uh, win total back in the preseason? Good bet if you did. I, I did advise on that one. Again, I predicted 7-9 to nine wins. So where will this team end up? Well, I think... You know, you don't want to predict a division title or anything like that, but I think the playoffs are much more likely than not now. And I think that making some noise in the playoffs is going to be expected because this team doesn't fear anything. They have nothing to lose. What do they have to lose? Nobody thought they'd be here. And you're going to hear this talk on, on Sports Talk Radio, the talented folks in our town that do that here, all week long. And, and just take it in. Just take it in. Because we saw last year what, that you can be on the opposite side of this. Something we weren't used to in this town. We saw what that was like. We hated what that was like. 
And yet here comes this most unexpected group of guys that are coming in here and bringing this team back. That defense looks like the making of Legion of Boom 2.0. Oh, and by the way, they've got two first-rounders and two second-rounders to further build that unit. The fact that you nailed two rookie corners that are starting and doing great, like, come on. This is so cool. I want to make sure you join us on Thursday. We'll be talking about that Hawks-Arizona game. Uh, we had some technical glitches. We were going to give you a Giants preview. Um, within that, I thought that the Hawks were going to win 21-17. They uh, outdid that just a little bit, and we like that. Um, that almost sounded like the Russell Wilson spicy, dangerous. I apologize if I gave you any, any uh, <laughs> bad memories with that. Holy cow, how those tables have turned, right? I mean, Russ was the guy, you know, walking on water a few months ago. And I listen, I know he did a lot for this city. I know he's future Hall of Famer. I know he will be put in the Hawks ring of honor. But I don't know that I've seen such a quick turnaround and how two sides were viewed in such a short amount of time. I mean, the predictions around the Denver Broncos were Super Bowl and, uh, you know, all this great stuff that was supposedly headed their way. Well, who's looking now, man? I mean, Geno Smith in the big game, wouldn't that be something? I just, you know, I know there's been troubles there in his past and whatnot, but who doesn't love a good comeback story? And that's what Geno Smith has given this town. And you know what? When he says things that you like, uh, you know, a few weeks ago he said, well, you're surprised because you haven't seen me throw. He deserves that victory lap, man. Like, he earned this. He sat for eight years. He sat through the alleged prime of his career as a backup. And he finally got that opportunity, and he is absolutely making the most of it. So I'm going to say I like the Hawks to beat Arizona. I like the Hawks to beat Tampa Bay. I think they're going to head into the bye week 7-3 and three and look out. Look the heck out. Because Vegas is struggling after that. The Rams are struggling. The Panthers are struggling. Now, you're not going to win all five of those games, most likely. If you did, you'd be 10-3, and three, which would be phenomenal. You're not going to win all those. Hey, you know, I think Tampa is the most likely one they lose. Maybe Arizona on the road, right? The Rams, one of those. But the fact that we can talk like that now is everything, everything that these fans deserve, everything you all, you know, dealt with that offseason anxiety. And heck, even everything you dealt with when these the Russell teams either weren't making the playoffs or getting knocked out in the first game or so uh, is simply, you know, not getting past the divisional round since the Super Bowl loss is, uh, you know, you deserve this. You deserve to be excited and you deserve to wonder and imagine what could be. And who would have thunk it'd be Geno Smith and Pete Carroll bringing you there? Maybe Pete, but not so much Geno. So let him enjoy that victory lap. And let's see what this team can do going forward. So, yeah, hey, Hawks are 5-3. and three, First place in the NFC West. And let's hope they're there uh, next week on our post-game wrap after the Arizona game. And, of course, we'll give you a preview of that Cardinals game coming up on Thursday. But uh, right now, appreciate your time. And we'll see you next week.